Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. <laughs> Hi, welcome back, everyone. This is February 29th. We're here with Jessica B. Moving through recovery with grace. What do you think, Jessica? Um, moving through recovery with grace, this word, when I first got here, I thought was the silliest thing and people would use it all the time. And I just, I don't know why, but in the beginning, I just thought, I, I thought that people that like grew up with money, I don't know why I associated these two things, but like we're moving throughout life gracefully. And okay. it was people that had like more advantages in life or something than I did. Yeah, they stub real straight and word. shit with their pinky out when they're drinking yeah. and stuff like those folks. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> so for the longest time, I thought this word was, I don't know, I just thought it was silly, but um, mm. I like, there's like a part in the reading and it talks about, I think it's like right at the tail end where it's like um, when we focus more on serving the greater purpose than having things our own way. Mm. And really, like, I think that is the thing that has allowed me a lot more grace in my life. Like, it's always the stuff I'm resistant to or feel like somebody's taking from me that I start to act out the most, you know, mm. and like what recovery has allowed me to do is like, see that I am not the center of the universe. Everything is not about me. And when I get on board for like the flow of the world and not just me my life flows so much easier. I just right. am not finding myself in situations constantly fighting, you know. Dude, that was an awakening of my spirit when I realized that I'm part of the greater good. Yeah. For for forever, man. I when when I look back and I think about seasons of recovery where I thought that it was it's either it's me and what's good for me versus the greater good. And that could be, you know, family life, romantic relationships, home group, you know, whatever, whatever it looks like. It's, it's like me versus the greater good. It's just a fucking heavy. And like the reading kind of puts it into perspective of like, it's a disgraceful, chaotic existence. Yeah. Right? Like there's no peace. There's no, no peace when it's like, is it greater good or is it me? And, uh, but, and you're right though, man. Like when I, when I can say, Hey, look, let me, let me jump into this. What's good for all is good for me. It was an awakening of my spirit, man. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to fight as much. And then, and, and here's another cool thing about like where I can see grace in my life at is when things don't go the way that I, yeah. you know, in my mind, man, I got fucking everything planned out. Like I really do. And it, and it fucking never works out that way, but <laughs> I keep thinking it's going to <laughs> like every day I start fresh with a new plan. <laughs> it's all fucked up by, by, by about lunchtime. But, but you know, the, the cool thing is, is like, Man, I can just have this peace inside and just be okay with like how things are rolling. I was never like that, man. There was a lot of there's a lot of seasons in recovery where I was just wound too tight and I just had to like grip everything like real tight on the steering wheel. And yeah. uh and man, it was just a heavy, it's just a heavy way to go through a couple of days, man. You know, I think it's just like a 
um, it's just like a trained response to things eventually. Like, you know, I, I think I grew up like that for a long time too, because I didn't grow up in a house where my parents were very good at meeting the needs of their children. So, mm. you know, I had to, and I was fortunate, like I had, my sister and I were like a team, but it was like us against the world. It felt like a lot of the time. So I remember without reason at times, just always feeling like the weight of the world was on my shoulder. Like I was in some kind of survival mode for as long as I could remember, you know? So then, you know, you start throwing in drugs into the situation and you can't stop using and you need the substance constantly all the mm. time, or you don't feel like you're going to make it through the day. And it becomes the center of everything that you do. And everything, all my thought processes were self-serving by the time I got here, everything. I, it was everything I knew before drugs and then drugs just amplified at times a thousand. Yeah. And then I came to NA and you think it's this small little group of people and what it's going to do is teach you how to stay clean. And it, it has taught me that, but like what it's really taught me in the long run is how to be a part of the world around me. Mm. Not just NA and not just like alone by myself and be peaceful, but like, I can move throughout my life at work, at the grocery store, right. um, anywhere. And like, I can, I can understand that I'm a part of this picture, not the whole of it, you know? Dude, I love that. You know, one, one and it, it, it kind of reminds me of like a, a very specific event in life is like having children. And, and I remember when, and after you stay clean for a while and you get to have a marriage and divorce and another marriage and divorce, you get to, <laughs> you get to, you get to, you get to hit people with my first, my first wife, you know, but look, when my first wife, the mother of my two sons, when, when we got pregnant with, with, you know, with Alex, he's 15 now, God, I can't believe it. But anyhow, they told us, they were like, look, you, you're about to go from being the picture to the picture frame. Yeah. Dude, and as soon as that little boy was born, it's like I immediately understood what that meant. And and it I liken it to what you're talking about is like, look, man, NA really shows us how to go from being the picture to like kind of like the picture frame. Like we're yeah. in it, we're important, we get to experience it. But damn it, man, I do not have to be the main attraction and I'm yeah. good with it. Yeah. Fucking and hopefully I can even be a part of what makes it better. You know, like oh, that's hopefully cool. I can like contribute some good to it you know you know this is obviously nowhere near the same thing but like I kept thinking about you know it took me a long time to want to sponsor somebody I honestly I just didn't want to do it I was like I don't need somebody calling me with their shit all the time that's a little was, bit fucked up though I know Man, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. You, I can see it now but you know what it takes what it takes like <laughs> we stick around we stay clean and we'll all get there eventually right but um so how long are you are, put to put this in context? Like, did you just start sponsoring someone a couple of days ago? Like, no, how, it's, like been, it's been, I started like two years ago, but like okay. my sponsor kept saying like, you're ready, you're ready, you're ready. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like I, Damn. I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And then I started getting like open-minded and like, I agreed to sponsor some girls and you know how it is. Like some people don't stick around very yeah. long so like i've sponsored a couple girls and you know it a couple months later they were off the face of the earth i don't i don't know what happened to them but you well you were a bad sponsor that's again. why yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> luckily my sponsee family is very life. big and i have like the least amount of clean time so all the girls kept telling me once i did decide like a lot of people are not going to stick around 
Mm. And you need to mentally prepare yourself for that. So like, I did feel prepared for that inevitability, but like the sponsee that I have now, she's been clean for it's, we're coming up on two years in April and, um, man, I've just been walking this process with her and I have seen this thing happening for her. And like, I can't Mm. express to you the level of like joy I have for her that really has nothing to do with me, you know, you know, like this morning I had, we were talking on the phone yesterday. I was going to do some housework. I was like painting these shutters and stuff. She's like, can I come over and help? And I was like, you don't have to do that. I, you know, I felt like she felt obligated. I'm like, I don't need you to do that. She's like, no, I really want to just spend the time with you. And I was like, well, yeah, that'd be nice. And so she came over this morning and we were like doing that together. And we talked about recovery for over an hour and she just sat there and told me how good her life is. And she told me these things she's doing that like a year and a half ago, she just would not have had the courage to do. And I see her world opening up, man. And, you know, like my sponsor used to say to me all the time, like, I know it's going to happen for you because it happened for me. And I believe in this program, you know, and when it happened for me, I remember thinking like, I want to package this up and just give it to somebody. Like Mm -hmm. I, I know this thing works. Like I know it does. And it doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, like people have to do the thing to get the stuff, but, um, she's just been doing it. Like she, you know, we just finished her fifth step and she's just experiencing so much freedom. Like it could make me cry right now. It has been the most beautiful experience and it's really got nothing to do with me. Like I'm not, well, I'm the, not... Piece, the, the, the piece that it had like, yeah. Experience and joy because of watching her, yeah, I, I see what you mean that that piece, but but for you to to be a part of that though, what it does have to do with you is your participation in recovery, like yeah. your participation, your commitment to staying clean is your willingness to sponsor her, and then you get to and then you get yeah. to 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 walk the life out, man. Yeah, and she's sponsoring people and she's doing it, right. you know, and you see the cycle of it, and um, and I see her moving through her life with so much grace now, and like just loving on people in NA and women in NA and like, and other people in her life and just being such an active participant in her family in you know, recovery and her friendships. And, um, it's just a beautiful process. Like I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful to be a part of it. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world, stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.